0: Hi, this is Nikki from Motherhood Unfiltered. It's going to be okay. You're listening to another podcast episode. If you like the podcast in the episode, please write a review, share with a friend, or leave a comment. You can also visit my website at www.nikkiasherbowling.com or you can visit my YouTube channel. Thank you and enjoy a new episode from Motherhood Unfiltered. It's going to be okay. Hello everybody, this is Nikki Asher Bowling from Motherhood Unfiltered is going to be okay. And today we have another guest. Her name is Melissa Riley and she's a clinical psychologist and a parent coach. And she is passionate about helping moms that are separated from their mom by either physical distance, estrangement, or death. I am so excited to have her here today, and this is a personal thing for her, so she will give us some tips on how to get through those difficult times when you are away from your mother. But before we get started, I just want to say, please go to Apple Podcasts to rate and review my podcast so that I can see how well I'm doing. Otherwise, I'm just going to assume I'm doing a fabulous job and I'm just going to keep going. So anywho. (laughs) Well, without further ado, we have Melissa. Hi, Nikki. I am
1: so excited to be here on your show with you today. Thank you for having me.
0: I'm so glad. I I feel like it's been like months since we first had our meet and greet. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's been a while. while. One thing after another with sickness and scheduling conflicts and all that jazz. (laughs) Isn't that the story of motherhood though, really? (laughs) Yeah. So first tell us a little bit about yourself and then tell us about how you got started with this very unique type of counseling and coaching.
1: Sure. So as you mentioned, I'm a clinical psychologist and I have been for 22 years. I became a mom later in life because my focus initially was on the career path. So I was just a few days shy of my 38th birthday when I gave birth to my son. So I was already a psychologist. I had (laughs) taught child development at the graduate level. Mm-hmm. I felt pretty comfortable with who I was as a woman. Mm-hmm. So I thought I had all my stuff together.
0: <laughs> and then I we think, all think that, don't we? <laughs> right?
1: But I had a lot of resources behind me, a lot of education, a lot of background, a lot of yep. life experience. Yep. And so when I gave birth to my son, I was really surprised by just how inadequate insecure and overwhelmed I felt. And it was at that time that I recognized just how much I was missing out on having the love and support of a mother in my day-to-day life. I wasn't expecting that. So (laughs) let me back up a little bit and and tell you that story. (laughs) So I was born into a family with both parents and Mm -hmm. I was the middle girl. Unfortunately, um, that was for a brief period of time. So I was four and lost my older sister to leukemia. So went through, you know, my, my early life experiencing that grief process. My mom, um, unexpectedly passed away at the age of 51. I was 25 at this point. And then just seven months later, my little sister, uh, who was, I call her little sister. She was my younger sister. We were only yeah. a year and a half apart. She died suddenly as well. She oh had my a, God, yeah, a, a blood clot in her lung. I know. I know. Right. So here I was, my early adulthood yeah. um, and childhood being very yeah. significantly impacted by grief. You know, I went through the grief process, you know, mm-hmm. had, you know, dealt with that. So like I said, this was in my twenties.
0: Now mm-hmm.
1: I didn't, have my son until, like I said, days shy of 38. <laughs> so, so I had a long time, Felt uh-huh. like, you know, I, I knew what it was like to, to now be without the women in my family. And so it was really taken by surprise by just how wrong I was by that. You know, when I gave birth to my son, it all came back and yeah. I, I felt both this resurgence of grief, but also I struggled with this sense of who
0: am I as a mom yeah, and I don't have my own mother mm-hmm. to learn from, to right? To, and to be a and part when, of. Yeah, when you have a baby, and when you're pregnant, and when you have a baby, your hormones already topsy turvy, and so I could just imagine, you know, the celebration of having your baby, and then then all that other stuff hits. Like after you come down from that high, you're like, oh my gosh. I don't have my mom. Right. Who do I go to? Right. right. Who's going to support me? Who do I ask those questions?
1: Of? <laughs> yep. You know, my son was the very first newborn I ever held in my life. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, I was at a different stage. Right. Uh-huh. So my yeah. my friends, their kids were, you know, high schoolers or young adults.
0: <laughs> um, so, Melissa, you're a little light to the party. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
1: So it's just, you know, a different stage. So, mm-hmm yeah it was it was very uh, isolating and, and a lonely place to be.
0: Yeah, I don't even think I could imagine that because I'm the oldest of five mm-hmm. and well, actually seven there we have two half- sisters. but I was the one that babysat everybody. So it's hard for me to even imagine being later in life and you've never had the opportunity to hold a baby because of everything that's ha- had happened in your life. If things had went the way you wanted it to, I mean, your sisters probably would have had kids and then, wow. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That's so, that's just an amazing thought to me.
1: Yeah. So his early, you know, number of years was, were were difficult. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I thought about was what is wrong with me? Why is this (laughs) so difficult? Because I, oh. I looked around and and it just seemed like I was struggling in ways that mm-hmm. that others weren't. And like I said earlier, I had all these resources, all this mm-hmm. knowledge, all this background, right? I was older, yeah. so it wasn't like I was a young mom. So I just felt this sense of shame, like yeah. there's something wrong with me. And it wasn't no. until later that I realized I was different, right? Mm-hmm. Being a mom without a mom is different. It is being a mom that has a supportive, loving mom in her day-to-day life. So without recognizing that difference, I was left just feeling badly about myself.
0: Yeah. Because if your mom had been there with you and you had all these emotions, she would have said, honey, everybody struggles Mm -hmm. in their own way. There's no perfect mom out there. You know, we're all just winging it. But you didn't have that. At all. <laughs> no. So that
1: was kind of my low, low
0: point, right? But yeah. I didn't stay there.
1: That's not where I stayed. You know, I started reaching out and I realized in working with other moms as a psychologist, mm-hmm. I started noticing these patterns, right? That, that mm-hmm. those moms that also didn't have... Moms in their life had some common features, right? There, there were uh, these characteristics that seemed to run through. So, Mm -hmm. you know, being the psych nerd that I am, I started doing (laughs) research, right? Yeah, and realized that there's not a lot of information out there about the unique challenges that moms without a mom face. So I thought, okay, I'm going to do something about that. I'm going to really start looking into it and focus on working with moms without a mom. So that's how Uh I got to where I am now.
0: (laughs) When you started researching, what was the big thing that stood out to you? Like maybe you all had something in common. Like Uh, a struggle or something, you know? Well, there's
1: not a lot of research out there. You know, there's Mm -hmm. a couple blog posts, right? Mm -hmm. Some articles, maybe a couple books, but but Uh that's about it. There's not a lot of um, research. Okay. Okay.
0: So I thought maybe if you were talking to these mothers, Mm -hmm. they're like, yeah, I'd be in a mom. I didn't know what to do with my kids, you know? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, in, in talking with these moms and kind of doing my own research, mm-hmm. I found that there are some common factors. So okay. first there's, well, let me, let me define. When I talk about a mom without a mom, like you said uh, in the intro, it's a mom who's separated from her mother, obviously by death. Um, mm-hmm. but also a mom who's separated from her mom by emotional estrangement. So mm-hmm. these are moms whose relationship with their mother has become a uh, toxic in some way, and they've had to make right. a really difficult decision to step right. away. So yeah. they're right. mothering without her as well, even yeah. though she's alive. Right, And then Those moms who live in, you know, different places, like our military moms or Mm -hmm. those mothers that are part of international schools or missionaries, right? Right. They are parenting very much alone as well because they can't just, you know, pick up the phone easily and, and say, what do I do? So all three of those make up what I call a mom without a mom. So the three common factors that all of those moms tend to experience First is a sense of grief. So Mm -hmm. this can be a sadness or a longing like we traditionally think of, Mm -hmm. but it can also be grief over what we had expected to have. So it -hmm. it may or may not be the grief of an actual person, right? So Mm -hmm. let's say you're estranged from your mom. You may not be Mm -hmm. grieving her. You could be grieving the absence of a loving, supportive mother that you wished you had, Right. Oh, I see. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. so it's, it's the sense of longing for something you want, mm-hmm. um, wished you had, and right. maybe didn't even realize that you wanted it. Right. Yeah. But ultimately yeah. we all want a, a mom in our life. Oh, for um, sure. But we become a mom. So there's that grief process. The second is some difficulty with community. So most of us, Mm -hmm. Go to our mother as a go-to person, right? So she's somebody that has known us from birth, is there. Right. A mom without a mom doesn't have that go-to person.
0: No, I mean, I I go to my mom to complain about everybody else, you know. (laughs) Right, right, right. So, so I asked, "Who do you go to after that? Because no one else is going to understand what you're going through." Right, right. We go to wow. moms to ask questions,
1: um, to to get emotional support, to yeah. ask for assistance. Right. Yep. So, yep. so a mom without a mom needs to do that intentionally. Yeah. Um, and then the third thing that is common amongst these moms is that their sense of who they are as a mother. Is impacted, right? So it's that that mom identity that I mentioned earlier is a a little more complicated. Mm -hmm. How do I know who I am when you know? How am I like my mom or not like my mom um, Mm -hmm. when there's intense emotion that could be wrapped up in that, um, right? Either because of the loss or you know the the estrangement um, difficulties, exactly, yeah.
0: So what can someone do, especially to me, I feel like your mom identity is like extremely important, you know, I mean, how does someone that doesn't have a point of reference or standard to go to? I mean,
1: you know, that's an excellent question. And I think one of the most important things first, I I think the first thing Mm -hmm. is to recognize that being a mom without Mm -hmm. a mom. Is different it than is. being a mom yeah. with a, a loving, Over. supportive mom in your day to day life. So right. you feel different because you are different. And so recognizing right. this difference is so vitally important so that mm-hmm. we don't internalize the sense of shame or that there's something wrong. Right. Oh, and yeah. so many moms out there that are moms without a mom feel badly about themselves because they're right. comparing themselves to those that have support. Yeah. Um, from their mom. So it's it's kind of like apples and oranges. So the so the first thing is you are not alone. Please know that the struggles you're having are typical for those of us that are moms without a mom.
0: If you haven't heard about anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. So let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com dot fm to get started again it's a-n-c-h-o-r dot fm to get started okay so there isn't something wrong with you (laughs) right
1: second is to create a community and i said moms without a mom need to be very intentional about that. So Nikki, I have this little community that I like to define. And Uh I think there are four women or people that Uh all moms should have, but especially moms without a mom. So the first one is what I like to call the wise woman. So this is the person that we (laughs) ask questions too. Right. So yeah. we need advice. You know, we've got to get information. This woman knows things and she's very yeah. generous in, in giving Yeah, guidance. And if she doesn't have right. an answer, she knows where to get it. The wise woman, she can be a friend, but she can also be a professional, right? So, mm-hmm. so teachers, counselors, coaches, mm-hmm. uh, early learning uh, providers, they all make really good, wise women. The second person is what I like to call the emotional supporter. So this okay. is the person, like you said, you know, with your mom, you can just kind of share your yeah. emotions with, right? right. She's yeah. not going to try and cheer you up. She's not going to give you advice. She's just going to listen and it's just right. going to let you be who you are and just be there. Third person is the go-getter. So we oh. all know people like this. This is the person <laughs> that knows how to get things done. So, so they don't tend to sit still. They're you know active. This is the kind of person that's already done three loads of laundry and picked up, you know, <laughs> those groceries, people make me uncomfortable,
0: Melissa. <laughs> but,
1: but we all know, right? These people yeah. are really good at getting things done, right? Right. So so these are the people that we can ask. For assistance, right? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yep. I have laundry sitting in my washer. This is not me. But uh, <laughs> these people tend to be very gracious in mm-hmm. helping because they're just good at it, right? Yeah. And yeah. helping because it's right. easy for them to do these things, right? <laughs> yeah. And so, and then the fourth person is the late night talker. And I think this is so important, especially oh. for new moms, right? Moms mm-hmm. with babies. And this is the person that we can just kind of call up. You know, we can text or message. Mm -hmm. And nowadays, with our world being global, Mm -hmm. it becomes easier to connect. I have a friend in Scotland and a friend in Australia. Oh, I see. (laughs) It becomes easy to just kind of send messages um, at any time. So, those are the four people that I think all moms should have, but especially moms without a mom. Right. And it's so important, Nikki, to realize that even though our mom might fill all of those roles just because of the nature of the, the relationship, you know, the special relationship um, typically or the unique relationship uh, that moms have, we don't typically fit all four of those. So like I said, I like to think of myself as a go-getter, but I'm not, (laughs) I'm not either. (laughs) That's not me. So, um, but I'm a good emotional listener. Oh, me too. Yeah. (laughs) And at this point in my life, I, I tend to, you know, fit the wise woman. So we need to know the strengths of our friends. Yeah. So it is so much easier for them to help us if we know how they can help us based right. on who they are.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. I love that. I love that you have have found, you know, those four different types of support that someone can, and they may already have that in their life. I I just got goosebumps (laughs) thinking about that, but (laughs) because I mean, yeah, in a traditional sense, you may not have the one person that you really want to be there, but you're still able to use those resources or that support group that you've got, you know, in your community. I mean, it's so tough anyway, being a new mom. And my my mom knows this already, but she drives me crazy sometimes. And, you know, but still, I mean, she's always been there for, you know, my siblings and I. And she's just a pillar of strength. And to not have that, I mean, even if you don't say it, you know, you just know that you can just call her or go see her. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and I just hate that there are so, so many Ladies out there who are moms and they don't have that, you know, in their life, whether, you know, whatever the circumstances. I mean, even if you're estranged, you know, from your mom, just not being able to just go and talk. It's just disheartening. It is. It really is. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely.
1: I know there's so many women out there, you know, in our culture, we tend to have this belief that we should be able to do it all right. We should be able to take care of our our family all by ourselves.
0: Yeah. That That that, work and. Right. But that just isn't real.
1: You know, we aren't physically designed to take care of our families by ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're designed to raise our families in community. Right. So it isn't a weakness. To ask for help. It's actually a demonstration of your strength in recognizing
0: mm-hmm.
1: that you need help and how and where to get it. Right. And so I want to empower all of the moms out there listening to this, Yeah. that it really is a measure of your strength when you see that you need support mm-hmm. and you seek out and, and get that. And, yeah. you know, asking for help is difficult right we feel vulnerable yeah. and and so it really does take this level of bravery and and strength to do that mm-hmm. and we have to remember that we're not burdens when we ask for help right mm. we're, we're not a burden <laughs> on people um,
0: if someone says that you are then you don't need to be going to them <laughs> exactly um, but yet it's so
1: funny right we you know that, I hear that all the time, right? I, I don't want to burden that. somebody. I don't want to be burdened, right? <laughs> Which is, just, again, silly. Yeah. <laughs> You're not but so I have this this really neat little tip I like to tell moms, oh, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, actually, not just moms. This is a good tip for anybody. But <laughs> if you have four people in your life that you know, you feel comfortable asking for assistance, mm-hmm. you can ask them to help you for one hour once a month. And I don't care how busy you are. None of us would ever bat an eyelash to give one hour once a month to a friend. Right. And so if you have four people in your life and you spread that out, you've got an hour of help every week. And that is a huge. Right. That need that.
0: So were you able early on to get your support group going or did it take you a while like I mean if it, someone like me be like years later they're growing up oh I could have asked for help duh you know <laughs>
1: it, unfortunately it did take me it, it took me a while it am introverted so I'm shy right. by nature and yeah. where I live is not where I grew up so oh, gotcha. um, I didn't have strong roots in the community. So mm-hmm. it took me a little while before I, I found my people, oh, but I wow. needed to start reaching out. Yeah. And again, I, I kind of really recognized that internal strength and yeah. recognized that what was getting in, in the way was uh-huh. that, that sense of shame, that sense of something's oh. wrong with me. And once I named it and recognized it and mm-hmm. realized that that isn't real, mm-hmm. then it freed me up. To start yeah. reaching out. And that is what, again, I really want in, to empower the moms listening to, yeah. to the show. That's where I would like you to be, is to feel good about who you are as a mom mm-hmm. and, and to feel, you know, okay reaching out for support.
0: Right. Well, I'm so glad that it's good when we realize that we're either lacking or there's something standing in our way right? Mm-hmm. And yes. and we're using that to help other people. So it's like, I can give advice about certain things because I've been, I'm going through it, you know, like, mm-hmm. hey, don't do what I did, you know, and I'm, this is what I'm doing to not do that. <laughs> and I mm-hmm. may fail, but you know, that's just how we are. That's mm-hmm. how we're, I just wish now, you know, my boys are all grown men and there was so much that I wish I could go back and just flip it and do things different, you know, Mm -hmm. but you can't, but now, you know, we can take what we know and help other people.
1: Absolutely. And the road to resilience Mm -hmm. starts with hardship. So we don't become resilient people if we haven't had to overcome some difficulty and persist in the process of doing so.
0: Mm -hmm. And,
1: (laughs) So when you're facing those challenges, you need mm-hmm. to just keep going.
0: Oh, for and sure.
1: So even though there are things you would have wanted to do differently, mm-hmm. Nikki, you continued to keep moving forward. You know, <laughs> and your sons are adults. So you know, <laughs> clearly you did enough, right? They they're they're fully functioning humans.
0: That's yeah. the goal. They are. I mean, now they're like, okay, I wish you hadn't done that. But like, I'm sorry, guys. I just went with what I knew. You did the best you could with what you had. Okay. So being a mom without a mom and Mm -hmm. you have your baby, thinking back on it now, what was your favorite thing about raising your son? I mean, I don't know how, how old they are now, but... My little guy's 11. Um, oh my!
1: <laughs> my oldest is sixteen, but I came into his
0: life when he was three. When I married Aww. his father. Oh, okay, gotcha.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness! I, I th- honestly, I think my favorite part of, of mothering <laughs> is just, just watching those personalities develop, <laughs> and just you know the
0: changes and. I you know, know, right? And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, my I
1: have constantly th- cracking me up.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. I have three boys, so you have two, so you never know what they're going to say. You know, especially when they're going through their physical changes and emotional changes. Yeah. Well, so he's eleven, right? And yeah. his school just had the talk, right, uh, about puberty. So,
1: oh so, God. so, so now everything is like, you know, you know, he's just thinking about that. And he's not. He's not you know, quite there yet, but, um, yeah. so, so we have a, a dog who's a year and a half, uh, uh-huh. and, and she's, you know, little and she's just, so today, he's so cute. He says, I Eva. he says, are you going, you know, are you having a hard time? <laughs> Mom, do dogs go through puberty? <laughs> like, um, yeah, yeah, uh, sort of, I, I guess. I guess. Too, yeah. Um, and, and so, so it's just very <laughs> kind of thing. It's going to be rough, but you know what? We're going to get
0: through this. That's so cute. <gasps> <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, So I mean, my story is my middle son <laughs> was going through it, and he decides to educate the youngest son, who's like seven or eight. Yeah, the youngest comes into me, and he's devastated, <laughs> you know, because he's just learned all this stuff that's going to be happening to him. <laughs> he's right. crying. He's like, I don't want that to happen, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I saw my middle one. I was like, what, what are you right. thinking? He's like, he's got to learn someday, mom.
1: <laughs> I, I know. Right. Yeah. But that someday doesn't need to be today.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Why today?
1: You know? I know. <laughs> I know. I
0: know. So, oh, so yeah, my. that's my favorite. Just watching
1: them, you know, become little people.
0: Oh, I <laughs> so, know. I know they are. I yeah. see there's, I only have one brother and the rest of us were <laughs> girls and so and here I am raising three boys. I'm like, what in the world? Did I uh, yeah. My- <laughs> yeah. So um but yeah, it's fun raising kids. and and I just hate that, you know, you didn't get that, that special bond, you know, with your mom. So before we close, you know what is one last thing that you can tell. You know, the people listening, you know, like the most important thing. I, I know you said don't feel ashamed, you know, ask for help. But, mm-hmm. you know, is there anything else that we can take away from this? First and foremost, you're not alone. Yeah. You know, to remember that there are people out there that
1: care about you mm-hmm. and to recognize that you are doing the best that you can with what you have at the time. Right. Right. Like I said, resilience starts with hardship and every mom
0: uh-huh.
1: that is without a mom has already experienced hardship. Yeah, so you've got this, you can do it, and, right. <laughs> um, you know, seek out help. So, you know, I think talking with others is really important, whether that be, you know, other friends, family uh-huh. or professionals.
0: Yeah, for sure. So I know um, on your website, I know that you offer a free guide. So I've got it on here. It'll be in the show notes so they can go to your website. The, the guide I have is um, Care for Yourself. Uh
1: while caring for your baby. And that's for for moms with with newborns and it it helps with self-care when you can't step away. I also have a new one. It's called Enjoy Being a Mother Again Quick Guide. And that's for for moms of kids of any age when they find that thoughts are are struggling. You know, to all your listeners, I I would extend Mm. a free 30-minute coaching call. I would love to just provide support, help create the community. um, And that's all... No sales pitch, nothing. I just, (laughs) yeah. just want to, you know, be a resource to to those that need it. So, right. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So, my my website, momswithoutaMom.com, it's pretty easy. Follow me on Instagram, momswithoutaMom. (laughs) So, all the normal places.
0: Well, Melissa, I thank you so much for coming on. And I just hope that this reaches someone who's desperately needing. That support, and they don't know what to do or where to go, and I I just hate someone having that feeling of hopelessness. I mean, to be in a, a city where you really don't have you know connections yet, and you're like, I feel like I'm on an island, you know. So, um, I really appreciate your message, and hopefully, you can come back on in the future. I and too. <laughs> we can chat it up about the boys, you know. <laughs> yes, that sounds great. <laughs> well, thank you, Melissa. And I cannot wait to talk to you again. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Motherhood Unfiltered is going to be okay. Please check out my website at www.nickiasherbowling.com and check out my content I have there, other podcast episodes, and schedule your free 15-minute one-on-one call with me today.